Welcome to the Ed Rivera Podcast. Today we have amazing guests and lots of laughs. Please welcome and enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome for our today's uh, podcast show that we're going to have. We have an amazing comedian that I've been following for quite a while now, and, and I really like what, what, what he does. I've seen a lot of your YouTube videos and, 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 and your Instagram stuff that, that you do. So uh, I know he's, he's, he's a pro. And uh, please welcome Mr. Phil Medina. What's up, man? How you doing, brother? <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. And, and obviously, I know you have a very tight schedule. So thank you for your time. And, and thank you for giving us this opportunity to, to learn from you and, and listen to you as well. Dude, I want to learn from you. I want to know how the hell did a Mexican dude with a with a thick ass Mexican accent end up in New Zealand? Who are you uh, running from? <laughs> what cartel did you take from? Well, the patron doesn't allow me to say which one, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that stays with the with the patron. No, uh, it's it's so funny, man. Everybody is like, because um, obviously for the people that don't know much about New Zealand, uh, as myself, which uh, it's it's actually part of my I, part of my set that I always joke about that I thought New Zealand was in Europe. You know that 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 was my first. I literally it was something so innocent that happened to me that I always thought that New Zealand was in Europe. You know, and I wanted to go to the states. I really wanted because I had obviously like every Mexican has family in the States, but it was at that time that uh, Trump was going to get elected. So I was like, mm, I'm not sure if I should go right now, blah, blah, blah. And then the other option was Canada, but Canada, um, I lived there for a while uh, as well when I was uh, very young and it was too cold, too cold for me. Like it, I couldn't handle right. the cold over there. So I said, nah, I need to find a better place. And I remember I saw there was a, a, a visa option to, to come and, and travel around New Zealand. And I said, oh, New Zealand, Europe. You know, I was like, yeah, man, definitely. And I said, <laughs> what, what language do they speak over there? And I checked and I was like, oh, they speak English. Perfect. You know, I, I can, you know, I genuinely thought it was part of like, like, you know, like the, the Great Britain that has like, like Ireland, Wales and all those countries. Right. I always thought it was one of those countries, you know, and, and I applied for the visa, got the visa, you know, do it on my paperwork, everything. And I remember I was talking to one of my best friends and I was like, I can't wait because I'm a big fan of the Beatles. I was like telling him like, oh, I can't wait to go, you know, to Abbey Road and London and this and that. And he was like, where are you going to be living again? And I was like, oh, uh, New Zealand. And he looked at me and was like, you know, that's under Australia, right? <laughs> and I literally shut my pants and I was like what it's like yeah bro that's under Australia literally that's the last country in the world yeah I was like you're you're joking and I was like check your google pendejo you know and I went to the freaking <laughs> thing and I said I was like oh my god what the fuck did I just do you know and and long story short I decided let's give it a try and it's been five years I've been here for five years really yeah man 
Five that years. is wild. That is so wild. I thought New Zealand was by Fresno. So I was I was like, where why, why does this guy want to do this at 10 o'clock at night, bro? That's tight, dude. That's tight. Like I, I, I don't, bro. I mean, I've I've done stand-up like all over the country and stuff, but I don't I've always wanted to go to Australia, but I've never thought about going to fucking New Zealand. Like that has never even crossed. I have never woke up today and said, fuck it. I'm just gonna go that way. Who cares? And you know, it's so, it's so funny because I have a lot of obviously cousins that that are that live in, in Reno and and a few family in in Lake Tahoe, and and the, and I posted that I was living in Auckland, and then and my one of my cousins was like, hey fool, what the fuck are you doing in Auckland? Hey, come to Reno. And I was like, it's, it's Auckland with an A, and he was like, where is that? And what part of Cali are you at? And I'm like, no, 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 this is New Zealand. And it was the same thing, you know, it's like, where is yeah. New Zealand on the map? You know, everybody was like, because it doesn't, it's like literally here, a lot of New Zealanders get really pissed off because a lot of like the maps around the world that get sold in schools and everything, they don't have New Zealand included. It's right. so funny. It's like, it doesn't exist, you know, and, and, and it's been amazing. It's, it's, it's an amazing country, man. I, I love it. Ever since I came here, you know, um, there's... Uh, the biggest culture here, obviously, well, the British came and, and, and took the, the, the land, but the biggest... Uh, uh, they did that same shit over here too, bro. <laughs> all, over, all over the world, man. Uh, it's the Polynesians, you know, the, the, the Maori here, they're the, the, they're the ones uh, who are the natives. And funny thing, I look like them, you know, I, I, I have like, kind of like, every, especially because I'm, 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 a, I'm a big guy, of course. So that gives me more, you know, likeliness to, to, to them. A lot of people, even Latin Americans here, they like, when they, when they hear, because my English is not that bad. My English is it's okay. I don't have like a thick Mexican accent on my English. Right. Um, they always think like, oh, this guy's Polynesian, you know, and they start speaking English to me. And so like, so like and I speak Spanish to them and like, Wait, wait a minute, where are you from? And I'm out from Mexico. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Even the Polynesians, and like, they look at me and they're like, where this motherfucker is from? You know, like, like <laughs> he's not from here. Definitely not from here, but, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been quite the, quite the experience. And, 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 and comedy here is very big, man. Comedy here really? is... Really? Yeah, man. Um, the, the reason I started doing comedy, and, and obviously I'm going to ask you the same question, um, it was because I... I <laughs> I used to be a professor in Mexico. That was my career. Mm -hmm. I used to be a professor at the University of Guadalajara. And, and I remember one, one, we get observed every now and then from, from our principals, our coordinators and this stuff. And one of the coordinators came up to me and he's <laughs> like, I loved your class. Your class was pretty good. You know, you were teaching everything really good, blah, 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 blah. But can I have an observation with you? And I was like, yeah, sure. What, what's wrong with me? Uh, it's not a stand-up show. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? And it's like, it's like, you're joking too much to your students, you know, like it's, it's, it's all right. Like every now and then to do a few, you know, jokes every now and then, but remember you're the teacher, you're not, you're not a comedian. And that kind of clicked on me and like, ah, you know, like maybe I can do this. You know, I'm already making my full of myself on in front of people. Why not? You know? Uh, give it a try, you know, but I never did it until I came to New Zealand. Until I came that's, to that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing to even, to even like go from, 
being a professor in 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 Mexico to just doing stand-up shows at, and what are you drinking by the way I have to know because that bottle is like yeah see that that same style of bottle is like what we put carpet shampoo in so I'm just <laughs> looking at that and I'm like what the fuck is this guy drinking right now that's amazing okay so I think that your story is pretty dope and I think that when we started following each other on Instagram I started like wait a minute is he bullshitting like he's in New Zealand and and I see the stuff you're doing and the stuff you're wearing. It's very funny to me. So uh, this is actually a great opportunity, and I'm really happy to be on your show. Thank you so much, man. Same question: Why did you do? Why did you start doing comedy? I know you. Oh, I, I read man. your bio uh, in a few channels that I that I follow, but I, I want to know the, the I want to know it from you. Why did you start it? <laughs> because I wanted to be homeless. Uh, no. I... <laughs> I, I didn't feel like making $100,000 a year anymore. Uh, I didn't feel like, like, no, nah, I was working at a, uh, at a, gro a big supermarket chain. And uh, at the same time, I was uh, in way better shape. And I was going to uh, become a correctional officer for the jails and the prisons in California. And I was going through the process. And at the same time, um, uh, a guy I knew was doing, uh, and God bless him too. God bless this guy because, uh, uh, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be doing anything today. Uh, but he gave me the nudge. He's like, hey, you're really funny. Why don't you try doing stand-up comedy at my next show? And he'd only been doing it a couple of years. And I said, that's stupid. Like, why would I want to do that? Like, I just, I like to be funny, just like, you know, whatever. But uh, I did it. And uh, I got hooked. That was the very first night. And everybody laughed at all the stupid stuff I was saying. And uh, it, it went from there. And, and here we are 13 years later. And I'm, uh, I'm so happy that I made that jump. I quit my job uh, and, and moved to Oxnard, California. Because uh, for me, it was, it was kind of dope because my wife is in the uh, medical industry. So uh, she got a job in Santa Barbara. I'm not that far from Hollywood. And then everything just like kind of took off from there. And it's, uh, it's, it's a wild ride, brother. It is a wild ride. I have been involved in so much stuff. It, it's insane. Uh, everything from professional wrestling to uh, being a, a television play-by-play -play to hosting a wrestling show to uh, doing voiceover work to doing stand-up comedy to being in a movie, a couple of movies, uh, being in a new TV show, being on a, on a super funny and popular podcast with a, uh, with Big Citric from the George Lopez show. It, I am so incredibly blessed to do this kind of work. It's bananas. Now, for a lot of comedians who are starting and that, that's including myself, what would be the best advice that you can give them? Get the fuck out of New Zealand, bro. What the fuck are you doing <laughs> down there, dude? <laughs> uh, no, seriously, man, you got you. I want to actually go check it out down there. Um, you have, uh, you gotta be, okay, you got to work hard. You know, that's, that's the first thing you got to be okay to fail. It's okay to bomb. Actually, when you bomb on stage, that's the best thing that can happen to you. If you bomb continuously, you might want to, you know, come up with a different game plan, but uh, you, it's okay to bomb. It's okay to be real. It's okay to be funny. It's okay. If you don't get laughs, just do it. If you, if you think you have what it takes, just do it. Don't sit there because you're going to sit there and be like, coulda, woulda, shoulda. I started late. I started when I was 29 years old. 
and here I am 42 and I'm still grinding. I'm still doing the, this. I, I'm nowhere near where I feel in my heart. I should be. Um, but the, the biggest thing is get out there and do it more than anything else. Get out, find an open mic. I'm sure you have open mics yeah. in, um, in New Zealand. And, uh, and by the way, to backtrack just a second, uh, my mom and dad live in Reno, Nevada, where your family lives. And don't ever go to Reno. It's, it's, the, it's, it's like the asshole of the United States. Stay out of there. Don't go there. But back to what I was saying, uh, just, dude, just, just get up and do it. Don't worry about what other people say about you, too, or what they think about you and, your, and what your stand-up is. Just go out and do it. Work on your craft. We're no different than a guy who builds furniture. Keep at it. Work at your craft. Build your material and go for it. That's the best thing I can advise. And then when you really feel like you're doing something, fuck, I mean, I guess go to Australia for a little while. That's closer than Los Angeles. But your whole goal, set a goal. So there's no reason why you should, I've seen some of your stuff. There's no reason why you shouldn't be doing my shows here in LA. Wow. That's, that's something yeah, that's big. Real talk, I, I, that's I, real I gotta talk, dude. I got to tell you something. I, in 2019, before COVID, um, this, I think now we're, we're, we're got to a point that before Christ, now we're going to go before COVID BC. Um, <laughs> I went, I, I went to the, to Mexico in 2019 and I did a stop in the States to, to visit uh, a friend of mine who lives in San Francisco. And he told me, hey, uh, why don't you do some comedy here? There, I'm pretty sure there's some open mics and give it a try. But here's a funny thing. Uh, I did a show in San Francisco and I did a show in Reno because I went to visit my, my family in Reno as well. Where did you do it in Reno? At the underground? Uh, no, it was uh, the, laugh, uh, the Laugh Factory? No, 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 no. It, it, it wasn't even, not even a comedy place. It was like a biker's bar with a lot of oh, rednecks. <laughs> yeah but this is this is that story is so amazing man because like literally i went to san francisco and i bombed completely i i was mm -hmm. i was nobody was laughing because my whole set in new zealand is about me being mexican you know mm -hmm. so people here don't know about mexico don't know about you know all the you know everything that is mexico so i'm kind of like the new kind of thing like oh this guy you know he's he's like we only see it in the movies you know we only see it in hollywood we never see it like live. Even it's so funny that every time that I say, "Oh, I'm from Mexico," and my second my my second joke is straight away is like, "Don't worry, I'm legally here." Uh, everybody's like, "Click," you know, like, "Oh, illegal Mexicans," you know, and, and everybody starts laughing. But and obviously they go for the full stereotype, you know, like talking about you know everything. And it's so funny because I went to San Francisco. I did my show there. And everybody's, everybody was Latino, you know, I think half of the public were Mexican. So everybody's like, yeah, motherfucker, we know about that. So what, you know, like, it's, it's okay. But then I started doing my fat jokes and then they started laughing, you know, that's my other stuff that I do. Uh, but the funny thing is that in Reno, because it was a, like a redneck area where, where I went to do the show, there were, uh, there were a lot of white comedians and a black comedian and myself. Mm -hmm. And when the black comedian started doing his jokes, nobody was laughing. Everybody was just mm -hmm. silent. You know, it was just like not even a heckle. You know, it was. I think that's the worst when you get full silence. You know, I'd rather be heckled than 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 you know that that have a full silence. 
And then my I was after the the black guy, and I he left the show, and I just went full racist. You know, it's like maybe these guys are they they want to hear the racist stuff, and I went full racist, and they loved it. You know, they were laughing their asses off, and then like oh, you know, even I remember this guy. He he had like this very thick southern text. I don't know somewhere you know like a hillbilly accent, and he was like, "You're the funniest beater I've ever met in my fucking life." Jeez. <laughs> And and I was like, oh, at least I'm not getting shot here. But um, it was quite the experience, you know, quite the experience. Uh, because uh, also what I'm doing here is a lot of comedy in Spanish, which is insane, gotcha. man. Insane doing comedy in Spanish is insane. Because obviously Spanish is my first language. You know, I, mm -hmm. my, my, my Spanish is way better than my English. And the best part of doing comedy here in Spanish is that I don't have the comfort zone of Mexican audience. All of my audience are from Chile, from Argentina, from Colombia, because Mexicans don't come here. Like literally, right. I think we are probably maybe 500 Mexicans, maybe at the most, and, and that's going too far, you know? Uh, but in South Americans, there are more than, you know, pro I, I would dare to say that at least half a million of, of South Americans here in, 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 in New Zealand. And it's really interesting because now my comedy in Spanish went a little bit more international than Mexican stuff, you know? So that, that helped me a little bit to get out of like the comfort zone of me being the Mexican dude, you know? So uh, I think it's working pre pretty, pretty, pretty cool. And, and like you said, just, keep on grinding, you know, keep, keep on, keep on doing it, you know, like nonstop, uh, as much as I can, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get into the technologies and, and, and everything, you know, as well to, to, cause now social media is basically, if you make it there, you're set, you know, like I've yeah, exactly. seen so many, uh, uh stories <laughs> of TikTokers, man, that they just changed their life because of a TikTok, you know, and, 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 and now they're banking it really big, not just for the money, you know, even, just to get out there, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool, man. And you mentioned wrestling. Are you talking about Lucha Libre or are you talking about- like Yeah, no, I'm wrestling? talking about actual professional wrestling, like Lucha Libre. Nice. I'm talking about that. I, uh, I, well, I, when I was 18, I trained to be a pro wrestler. And oh. it was so funny. I, I got to do that in, in like two matches. I got to work with a, a former WWF champion, uh, Yokozuna. I mean, Yokozuna, man. Yeah, course, I man. worked I know with Yokozuna, him. I know him. and uh, I was just like, "This is way too hard. I'm really lazy, and <laughs> this is not for me." I was only 18. Um, and then uh, it just so happened there was a couple of guys at one of my shows that had a uh, a, a Fresno based because uh, I'm from, I grew up in Fresno, California, or in Madera, California, but nobody knows where the fuck that's at. But so uh, so I grew up there, and I was having a show we must have had like 400 people in the show. Cause when I do a show, I want it packed. I want it. I, I want it full. I want it amazing. So this guy who owned this wrestling promotion, uh, he came to show, he goes, Hey, you're really funny. I like your voice. Have you ever thought about being a ring announcer? We have a TV show that's like in different markets. Uh, and we would love to have you be our guest ring announcer. Well, that turned into like a two and a half year job. I was the ring announcer for maybe five months and they said, Hey, you know, what about hosting the television show? 
Nice. So I did that. And then they said, what if you started doing the play by play? And so I moved into that. And then I just said, you know what? It's not fun anymore. Uh, I like it. It's not what I want to do with my life. I was starting to, I think I was filming a movie at that time called Super Clan Man that was on Hulu and Amazon Prime. And I was, uh, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I stopped. But yeah, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Nice. So have you been to the Lucha Libre in Mexico or I have, I have never been to Mexico. Um, I've, I've, I have, I, but I'm, I'm such a historian. I know all about Mimascaras. I know all about Rey Mysterio senior, uh, Perro Aguayo. I know about all those guys. Um, I'm such a fan of, of all of that. Well, it's I gotta tell you, crazy. man, there is, this is, I always tell to everybody in, in, in that likes wrestling, and I always recommend it. In my hometown, Guadalajara, there is, uh, it's Tuesdays and Thursdays, if I'm not mistaken. I think Tuesday is the most common one, and it's called Lucha Libre for Rich and Poor People. Oh, wow. Now, <laughs> <laughs> it's Mexico at, at its finest, man. Like, literally, you're going to have the best time of your life in that wrestling arena. Because you go to the Coliseum, and literally, nobody, nobody watches the wrestling. Everybody, the whole crowd is fighting each other. And obviously, the, the rich people, the, the rich people are the ones in the seats that are really close to the ring, right? And right. the people that are on the, you know, on the grades are, are very high up are the poor people. So the poor people from the top, they yell shit out of, uh, you know, they, they just start screaming stuff to the rich people. And then the rich people scream back to the poor people, you know? So it's like you're in a public market and you, you nobody, like, if you, you ask them, did you watch the fight? And I was like, no, I honestly didn't watch the fight because you're literally just waiting for something to happen, you know? And, and, and it's such a cultural thing that it's, I, I don't know, it probably has maybe a 20, 30-year tradition now. That, That's that, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful, man. And I, I, every time I had the chance, I, I would go there because, um, well, obviously, I was one of the poor guys, so I would go to the cheap <laughs> ones. And that's where you have more fun, honestly, because uh, literally, there's no, there's no filter, man. Like, there's no filter. I remember uh, one of the most common chants that the rich people would yell at us, it would, they, they will, the whole arena at the bottom will sing to the poor people, you have to go early because you're going to miss the bus. You know, they, they... <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> you know, and, and, and um, if you see, I feel sorry for the ladies, you know, if a lady goes into the show and she's by herself or she's with a, just with her boyfriend or husband or whatever, they start yelling shit out of the girl, you know, they're like, you know, get off, you know, turn around. And if she turns around, they call her whore. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or if you see a group of just guys you know, on a line, you know, they start calling them, you know, gays and baggage and whatever you insult you can think of. Wow. But it's the whole arena roasting each other. You know, it's such an amazing thing, man. And, and, and even one time I remember when I went, um, it got to, uh, it got so um, ecstatic. I think that people were so insanely into the, you know, yelling and everything that the wrestlers stopped wrestling and they were just like leaning into the, you know, the ropes and they were just looking at the whole stadium screaming at each other, you know, because everybody was just going nuts. You know, I, I don't remember what happened, but it was just, 
<laughs> and then it was just like, I don't know, it's such a beautiful tradition. So if you ever get the oh, chance, yeah, that's it sounds one amazing. Of the that's one, it's a hell of experience, man. It's a hell of experience. I wouldn't know where to sit. I'd be like, well, am I rich enough to sit here? Am I poor? <laughs> and I'd have to sit like, Jesus Christ. And I can only imagine the rest are like, hey, we're really, we're in underwear right now. Trying to entertain <laughs> you. This is all bullshit that we're doing. And you guys aren't even fucking paying attention. Yeah. And, and let me bad. tell you, you get really good wrestlers in those fights. Like, it's not like amateur guys doing their thing. No, it's literally like... Um, that that night that I remember, I wanted because I never had seen Elia Park fight before. So we went to oh La Parca, how we call it in Mexico. So I, right, I, I really know who wanted, is. you know I wanted to see La Parca. So I was like, let's go see La Parca because he he put a, he puts a show every time he wrestles, you know. And he literally was just there watching us fight the whole the whole crowd was just standing up right? <laughs> like what the hell is wrong with these people, you know? So they were actually really good wrestlers, not not just it was not just a bullshit man, you know, like literally, and they would get it doesn't get televised because of the crowd, man. That's why oh, yeah. nobody knows about it. It doesn't get public because it's 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 a lot of foul language that you cannot hear anywhere but there you know i i love that and i love that i love that their passion for that's so crazy well the the wrestling organization i worked for in fresno uh one of the storylines was they made me the um the commissioner of, oh. of the promotion right nice and so i was supposed to be making like decisions and stuff for the storyline so something happened and i'm like well fuck man like mcdonald's closes like in 30 minutes like we can get the fuck out of here already and this guy this grown-ass man jumps in my face and says you're a fucking piece of shit and i go me and he goes did you just see what happened in the ring back there you didn't do shit about it i'm like whoa <laughs> what you know this is fake right dude this guy was so mad i thought he was gonna hit me he was so pissed. I was just like, I just, I laughed. I laughed so hard in his face and I felt bad later on, but it's, my wife was like, why did you do that to him? I go, we're going to miss McDonald's. They closed the fucking <laughs> ice cream machine down in 10 minutes. Fuck him. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, so wrestling fans are really intense people. They're really, uh, I, I used to get like that too. Now it's, I haven't been to a wrestling match. I went to a WrestleMania one time in front of 80,000 people in, uh, in in the San Francisco area. And that's the last time. I'm like, ah, I think I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's one of the things that uh, people from this part of the world kind of like miss out because uh, obviously there's a lot of Samoan wrestlers and there's a lot of, you know, Polynesians that, that really enjoy Every time that I, I talk to a person that is a Polynesian, they always mention that, you know, they're like, oh, wrestling, man, boxing and this and that. Um, but uh, outside on this part of the world, it's, it's really hard. You know, like I'm very surprised how um, comedians uh, make up their material and, 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 and get to the entertainment because it's it, here. Uh, and this is what I tell everybody. I still struggle a lot here in New Zealand because the, the comedy scene is half british you know you have like 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 the the i think the base is like a british comedy mm -hmm. which i i like but i don't feel like i could do it you know 
Uh, and then you got a little bit of what's happening in New Zealand mixed into the mix, you know, into the mixture. So it gets quite difficult sometimes. Challenge yourself. Yeah. If you think you can't do it, go do it. <laughs> go do it until you're fucking good at it. No, go and, do and, it and, until <laughs> until you. If you bomb, it's okay, bro. I hate bombing. I've been doing this 13 years, and you run into those occasions that it's it's just not your night. Doesn't matter. Get up and go do it. Learn it. Do it, and you'll do good because you've already taken the first step. You've already started doing it. So you, you know, you know what's uh, something really really funny. Um, <laughs> this is something that I think people in in North America do not experience much, or maybe you have experience. And this is another question that I, I have for you. Like, for example, in my experience, because a lot of my jokes, of course, I go with the being brown, you know, like, like one of my, my, my main jokes is, is like, oh, if you haven't guessed my, my accent, I'm brown. And then and I go for it. And then I say that I look Polynesian, you know, like people go like, and I have to explain to them that I'm not soccer. I'm not rugby brown. I'm soccer brown. And that's kind of <laughs> like the, how the joke goes. Uh, but here's where it gets really funny. If I have a very wide crowd, If it's a lot of white people in the crowd, they don't know if they're allowed to laugh. There's still a lot here in, in New Zealand. There's still a lot like, oh, I think I should, like, should we laugh about that? Can, can... And they kind of like look around to see if there's a brown person laughing about, you know, and, and if there's not, they, they, they just look like nervous laughing, you know, because like, it's funny. They understand the situation and they know that, Like, for example, uh, one of the biggest problems for the Polynesian people here is being overweight, you know? So, and I joke about that, you know, like, oh, I, I want to live, there's an area where a lot of the Polynesian population is concentrated. And I say, I want to live there because that's the only place I can find shirts my size, you know? And, and everybody's like, oh, fuck, you know, like, he's, 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 he's saying that, but um, they still don't feel the freedom to laugh about it. Have you ever had that experience in the States where, where you kind of like go there and then people are like, mm, should we, maybe not, but it's funny. And you see that they want to laugh. You know, not so much because I ended up changing my whole standup routine. Um, at some point I started doing more of a, um, let me tell you why my life is fucked up because I I'm married Um, I, I don't have any kids. I go into that stuff and I start asking people, uh, one of my favorite things to do is find a couple in the audience. I'm, I'm starting to get really good at crowd work. Um, because I'll, I'll segue that into material. So I get the audience feeling comfortable. I'll ask a guy like, how long have you been with your girl? And he'll be like, you know, five years. I'm like, are you guys married? No, we're not married. Oh, so you're just fucking. And then the girl gets all uncomfortable And then I'm like, if I have to suffer, we all have to suffer, fucker. And then the whole audience at that point feels we're comfortable with you. If you can make it comfortable for them, I think that you'd find that they'd stop. Like, But then again, it's a cultural thing. It's a cultural thing because I don't know if you know about here, we're pretty fucked up people. <laughs> it's like, I mean, that's, we're a, over that, here. that's what I tell everybody, man. That's what I tell everybody, man. Even in Latin America, man, I tell them every time, you know, Mexico and Latin America in general is so fucked up. Like, it's so bad that the only thing that we have left is laugh about it. Right. You know, that's, that's, our, that's, that's our life. That's all you can do because, I mean, just look at, just look at our country, right? Uh, 
the United States as a, as as a whole, bro. We're fighting over fucking a vaccine. Like this is stupid. Like how dumb is this? Like just take the fucking shot. <laughs> so it's just like, and, and 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 that's the thing too. I don't care if you don't take it. I don't care if you took it. I took it. I didn't. I I thought someone said, "Listen, man, you might have problems later on." Look, I'm like, please let my dick get bigger. Like that's all I wanted, and it didn't happen. Nothing happened. I am the same fat piece of shit I was before I took that fucking vaccine. I didn't get sick. I've been around COVID. Nothing happened to me after the fact. However, I have friends that didn't take it, and unfortunately, they passed away. I had family members that didn't take it. They passed away. We fight over that here. Like, that is the dumbest shit. So here, to, to, for people not to laugh, if I say, oh, yeah, I'm fat, they laugh. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> they're dicks. Yeah. But over there, it's a whole culture thing. Maybe they're just really, like, sweet people. That's another thing. <laughs> I think because in because I lived in Canada before, and I even mm -hmm. tell it. I told it one time in in, in, a, in a in a show. It was like New Zealanders are too nice, you know, and it's 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 okay to laugh about, you know, just just you know, it's okay, you know, because the 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 moment you you are, it's it's good to be nice, but it's also bad to be too nice, you know, because mm -hmm. I think that you lose the point of. Why did you come to a comedy show if you don't want to laugh about, you know, whatever the situation is that they're talking about? You know, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be something about completely unrelated to your life, but it could be funny. You know, like I tell everybody is like, obviously, what, I, I'm, I'm the full stereotype here in Mexico, in, in New Zealand. I'm a Mexican that it's, a, it's a, obviously I'm an immigrant. And also I, my job, my first job, I work in construction. You know, and I do tunnels. Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> so if, if you if you add up to a Mexican doing tunnels, I tell them, you know, that at least, you know, that immigration is getting the right person for the job, you know, <laughs> you know that, that, that's kind of sort of the thing. And then my wife, she sells tacos, you know, we have a taqueria here. So um, it, it makes it more stereotype that we are selling, you know, tacos and this and that. And, and, and we go into the whole cultural that mm, I have a son that he's 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 born here he's a he's a kiwi but i have a daughter that i brought from mexico i didn't steal it i just brought it and and <laughs> and she's mexican you know so i had such a horrible it was so fun experiences but it was so such a hard experience for my daughter because she came as a full immigrant to new zealand right so she was born and raised in mexico we i'm from guadalajara but we're from a part that's called tonala which is kind of like the shittiest area And if you're saying it's the shittiest area in Mexico, you're like, oh man, he means really shitty area, you know? So my daughter was taught and trained to understand the dangers of life. You know, she was, she knows how to dodge bullets, you know, <laughs> you know, she, she knows, she knows how to, you know, you, you don't walk away. If you, if you even, I remember the first time I got her into school, I got a call from her teacher, and this is part of my comedy act, and, and I say it, I got a call from her school teacher asking me that she's been saying some concerning things to them. And I'm like, what the fuck is she saying, you know? I was like, well, and I went to the school, got into a meeting with the principal and the teacher, and she's telling me that apparently there's a guy in Mexico that kidnaps kids if you don't obey your parents. <laughs> And and stupid me, I did the joke to them, and I was like, oh, was, I say that I say that because we're not allowed to beat them here, 
<laughs> and everyone was like, they are trying to be funny. And for their face was just like, you know, like, what the fuck yeah. did you just say? And I was like, no, 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 I'm just joking. It's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. But yeah, it's true. You know, some kids get stolen, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it kind of like make it make, you know, make it worse. But she got me in so much trouble, man. My daughter, she got me in so much trouble because she was telling them all the stuff that li- happens in Mexico. And here, nothing happens, man. Literally, the biggest news that we, I remember uh, for the last year, it's been happening a few bad stuff. But, but when I first got here, I remember one of the first news that I saw uh, from the, literally, this was a post from the police in New Zealand. They were looking for two sheeps. A farmer <laughs> lost two sheep, and you can see there's literally a whole coverage about it. And then this this it reporter is interviewing the farmer and the police officer, and they're like, "Yeah, if we're on the lookout, uh, if you see uh, uh, Timmy the sheep and 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 Larry the sheep, uh, please make sure to give us a call so we can go find them." They literally used a helicopter to look for the sheep, man. Till the that, that, that is ridiculous like i can just see like the, the news channels like we have located the sheep they're back this is crazy <laughs> like, what the fuck there's like real world problems in los angeles <laughs> you guys are talking about sheep. that is, i want to live there i want i see that is what i, I want to be I just want to fucking not worry about anything. It sounds like paradise there. Nothing happens here, man. Literally, I I think the last two years it's been happening a little bit more stuff, but obviously the whole world changed after COVID. You know, I think COVID made everybody just go nuts. You know, New Zealand their action for COVID was nobody gets out, so they locked right. the they closed the whole country. I think that's why New Zealand became very famous because they called us the paradise of uh, free of COVID, right? right? So what the prime minister did, she said, you know what? We're going to lock everything. Nobody gets out. No flights come in. Nobody comes. Nobody leaves. Uh, if you have a visa, we're going to extend the visas. If you need this, we're going to help you out. You're going to stay here. And then she went to another whole level of closing literally everything for three months, man. There was no takeaways. There was no fast food restaurants. There was no restaurants, no Ubers. Not, literally, man, I, 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 I lost so much weight that I just gained it back as soon as possible. But <laughs> <laughs> she, she did that, you know, and then that gives us the freedom to, after those three months that we were completely locked down, I think we went up, we got to probably maybe... 2,000 cases and only like 100 people passed away, something like that. And that was it. And how was it for the vaccine? Did everybody just want to take it? And that was, fuck it, we'll do it? This is really interesting, man. This is where I think the government kind of messed up a little bit because the the government that we have uh, and the prime minister that we have, her name is Jacinda. She's an amazing leader, man. She's, I, 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 I don't know what I would do to react of what she's been through as a prime minister. Because the first time she got into a prime minister, there's a problem here in New Zealand. New Zealand and Australia have uh, like an agreement where there's no need for a visa, there's no need for uh, passports, there's no need between them. Mm-hmm. So whoever is whoever is born or is a citizen of, of New Zealand 
can go and live in, in Australia and they don't have to worry about any kind of immigration problems. You know, they can go work over there, pay their taxes over there, have a life over there, never worrying about becoming a citizen. You know, they don't have a problem with that. The problem is that Australia is a, obviously a very big country and it's, a, it's, a, it's, I think, in my opinion, one of the newest or, or the biggest right now capitalist countries that it's growing at a very fast pace, like they're growing so fast. There's a lot of uh, movies, a lot of actors, a lot of things that are just getting there uh, for the past 10 years. So anyway, long story short, obviously if that grows, the criminal activity grows. Mm -hmm. So here they don't have a problem with cartels. There's nothing about drug dealers. There's nothing, but they have a lot of MCs, the motorcycle clubs. You know, you had the, you have like the Hells Angels. You got the here in New Zealand. There's one. The most famous one is uh, there too. Uh, the Black Power, which is really funny because they're not black. <laughs> uh, it's uh, I did that. I was I was doing a tattoo to one of those guys and like, but you're not black. I almost got a, a beating uh, for free. But uh, anyway, that's another story. <laughs> and then there's the base one, which is the mongrel mob which is uh, the new kind of like the Maori kind of type area where the mm -hmm. really, really natives uh, join that gang. And, and then there you get the face tattoos and, and all that stuff really coming here. Um, so a lot of the people were going obviously to New Zealand, to from New Zealand to Australia, and now they're getting deported because mm. they committed a crime. So a lot of the criminals uh, that are getting sent back, uh, there are guys like, in, it happens to Mexico, you know, there's a lot of Mexicans that grew up in the States. They don't have any contacts in Mexico. They don't know nothing about it. They messed up over there in the States and then get sent back to Mexico. And that's just fresh meat to join a cartel, you know? So yeah. same over there. They go over there, they, they messed up, they do whatever, and then they come here. But here, the crime rate is honestly low, man. Like, I, I cannot compare, not even to a city to the States, you know, not even to, you know, the safest city in, in the States is not even close enough to what New Zealand is, you know, because nothing happens here. I, um, I think the worst thing that happened was, uh, was two years ago, I think, uh, three years ago, two, three, two years ago, I think, this crazy guy, uh, one of like those white nationalists, went on a killing spree and killed a lot of people in the mosque, uh, a lot of from the people from the Islam. And it was a white dude, you know, something that happens really, uh, sad to say, but it happens in the States, you know, sometimes oh, yeah. more, more than we like to admit, you know, mm -hmm. but here it never happened. It was the first time in history, in, in history, like literally was the first time. So this prime minister, she's, she has been dealing with that and then she dealt with the COVID thing. And then that actually last, that last week happened. A guy here, uh, <laughs> it was kind of uh, insane because it, it almost happened to me. It was uh, the supermarket that I go here from two blocks from my house. Uh, a, a guy from ISIS just went crazy and started stabbing people. He didn't oh, kill wow. anybody, he just stabbed a, a few people. And then he got shot. And I, I remember I, I was like talking to a few comedians. We were doing a Zoom call and everything. And they were like, oh my God, they were, they were very disappointed. You know, like, oh, I can't believe this is happening to, to New Zealand and everything. 
what do you think about that, Ed? And I was like, I'm just sad that I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. You know, I was like, because that's my Mexican thing, you know? Like, right. I remember one of the most famous jokes from George Lopez is like, oh, bro, you should have gone to the party. Someone got shot. I'm like, oh, fuck, I missed it, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I would have loved to see it, you know? I would have loved to. You know? And they looked at me like, what the fuck? is wrong with you man like that's that's so sad that it happened i was like oh sorry it's, it's just you know my reaction to it you know like i'm very used to violence that uh, you know if you call this violence man this is this is a this is a monday for us you know oh yeah it's the <laughs> so, same thing here yeah your, your whole the country sounds really nice and it sounds like you guys have like a really cool comedy scene down there too so i mean that's that that's beautiful i mean here the comedy scene's always growing it's just because of covid everything just came to like such a screeching halt that now we're trying to come up with things to reinvent ourselves and do different things um and that was actually again, my next question man what are you doing for that like what are how do, how do you been handling because obviously you are part of, you know, the, the whole comedy scene and you do shows and you do gigs and everything. I know that the States is getting kind of getting their back into it, but how do you cope with the whole process before? Did you decided to go online? What, what was your process for COVID situation? Well, I, again, I, I was like really blessed again. Um, in 2018, um, I had a morning radio show in Santa Barbara And so it was super successful. Like our first, uh, I had no radio experience whatsoever. Uh, my buddy and I, we were doing podcasting. The station, the program manager, a program director needed something for a morning team. They were a new station. And they said, these guys are funny. Let's take them. Our very first day there, we had a, uh, they told me, they're like, hey, you know, we, we need you to interview the, uh, the muffler guy. Uh, he's gonna, he's our sponsor. Uh, he's gonna sit in and, and, and I go, no, he's not. And they're like, no, yeah, he is. I go, I've already got the first guest. We're not gonna do it that way. And they didn't, and I almost got fired on the first day. And so our very first guest, when everybody uh, listened, they're like, it better be fucking good. And I'm like, no problem. It'll be good. I'm like, please. I called in a, a favor. And uh, I, I, I talked to this guy and he said, I said, hey, you know, if you could do me this one solid, I'd really appreciate it. And he said, yeah, fuck it. I'll be there. And I was like, oh, my God. 630 rolls around. I'm like, oh, he's not here yet. Where is he? Seven o'clock on the dot. He walks in. Our very first guest on that on our first day there was George Lopez. Wow. So man. George Lopez was our very first guest. And George, uh, he set it off. He helped me with that. Uh, with that, so I I got really into my uh, to my radio gig. And so when I quit, um, it was just I was tired of getting up at four thirty in the morning. I was tired of like getting home at five. I was tired, just tired. I was done with it. Uh, then COVID hit, and again, being super super blessed. Um, I started uh, a new podcast that you can hear on iHeartRadio uh, with uh, Big Citric from the George Lopez show on TV Land. Uh, Citric is like, oh my a god, scary I don't dude. know how. To... Oh, you've seen him. <laughs> He's not scary. He's he is a total sweetheart. He's the nicest guy ever. Um, 
you you guys if you, if you guys watch this you've seen him in the movie Idiocracy. Uh, he's uh, you've seen him in, in uh, King of the Hill. Uh, he's done a lot of a, a movie called uh, Harsh Times with Christian Bale. Um, he he was I also just, in the Selena series, no? I think. No, that was another friend of mine that's in there. That's a uh, David Fernandez Jr. That's in that in that. Show. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. That's yeah. true. Sorry, sorry, my bad. Yeah, no, yeah, no problem. And uh, uh, but Citric and I, he, Citrus, I, dude, you're fucking funny. You're hilarious. Why don't you be my co-host on my new podcast? And I was like. Oh, fuck I ain't doing nothing like why not dude that thing has been such a blessing in disguise it's so funny um so I just transitioned into podcasting and getting that show which you can hear on bigcentric.com uh or iHeartRadio. um that thing has been just such a blessing to have um and it all started with with George Lopez it all started with uh that's how I met Citric I went to go see George's show and I met Citric and, and uh, just George was just so nice to me and it would all happen for a reason. Everything happened for a reason to, to be able to interview George Lopez on the, and I'll send you the interview. It, it's stupid funny. Um, and I Man. only had him there for like seven minutes and, and he did it for me. George didn't have to do that for me. Um, super nice guy. And it's he, that meeting helped me transi transition and stay afloat during COVID. All that meaning because then Citric and I started this podcast, which is very, very funny. And nice. um, it's uh, it's it's some of the some of the funnest times I've ever had as a comic is doing that. But the shows are slowly starting to come back. I'm going to be at the Laugh Factory September 30th uh, for a really big show with uh, with a lot of funny people on it, man. So it's uh, but it's it's coming back. It's all starting to come back. How do you manage the situation of meeting? Because obviously uh, people might not know in this part of the world who George Lopez is, or probably they know. But if, if uh, for, for at least for being a, a Latino and being a Mexican and being, you know, part of the comedy, obviously he's, he's up there, you know, he's, he's, he's one of the biggest heroes, you know. How, how do you... How, how do you manage this, like, to interview him, being in, with him and everything, man? Constant preparation, bro. Constant. I prepared so heavily for that. And it also opened up the door uh, for me to interview other people, too. Like, I've interviewed uh, Steve-O from Jackass. Nice. I've interviewed um, Mick Foley, former WWE champion. Um, I've interviewed uh, from Jay and Silent Bob, uh, one of the guys from there. You just have to prepare you. I went, I did when George told me, yes, he would do the interview. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I need to read everything about this guy because I don't know everything about George Lopez. I, I, to me, he's on my Mount Rushmore of comedians, but I don't know everything about him. Um, and I do think the people that, uh, in New Zealand know who he is because of his first TV show. That yeah. TV show is all over the place. And I'm sure you guys get some American channels there. Uh, I can't imagine you guys don't get TBS or, or something like that. The funny thing, and this is where it gets really interesting, like I said, because New Zealand was a British colony, uh -huh. they still have a lot of influence from British. You know, like, mm -hmm. like literally uh, just a few days ago, I got to interview uh, Cody Gonzalez, 
which is, uh, I don't know if you've seen the movie What We Do in the Shadows. Mm -hmm. Okay, he's one of the vampires with Taika Waititi and all of those uh, uh, great comedians and, and, and with uh, Jeremiah Clement from Flight of the Concords and all of that. And he's from Chile, actually, which is really insane. You know, he's, I, I always, you look at him and I thought he was from New Zealand, but no, he's, he's, he's from Chile. And, and he's also a stand-up comedian. I've done a few shows with him and, and everything here in, in New Zealand. But uh, he, we were talking about all of this and, and everything that New Zealand consumes is very British, which mm -hmm. is quite interesting at, at the same time. Um, even in my accent, even in my English, uh, I, I think I've lost a lot of my American English ever since I've been here because, you know, uh, I changed my, my, my bro to mate, you know, I, I, I changed right. a lot of the, my words that I, even, <laughs> it's so funny, man, even the language is such a complicated and rich thing that you learn a lot that Americans here, they wouldn't struggle if they're a big name, like, I don't know, George Lopez or uh, Kevin Hart came uh, a while ago and all that, but they're very big names. You know, I think someone like that, they already have a huge fan base that mm -hmm. they don't have to worry about. You know, they can just go and, and do their comedy and, and everybody would, would, would understand and, and laugh. But for a guy like myself that, you know, we, I'm starting and everything, I, I remember one of my first jobs obviously was in construction and he, here their accent is how can i describe the kiwi accent it's it's like a, a mix between an australian oh they're gonna hate me for this but they're gonna it's like a mix with with, with australia and british and then put a pinch of american if you want and it's so difficult. My, my, my first supervisor, I remember he told me, he said a sentence and I only heard the word lift. And I was like, okay, he wants me to pick up stuff, you know, lift, lift. And so I started cleaning the place. I started, you know, picking up rubbish from all over the area, you know, and everything, which is not rubbish for me now. It's, it's garbage, you know, for, for, for all the Americans and everyone, but for here is rubbish. Um, and I remember the supervisor comes back to me in like 10, 20 minutes and he's like, where the hell you are? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm cleaning. And he's like, no, 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 no. I told you to go to the lift. Go, go to the lift. And then he pointed, he was pointing at the elevator. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, that's an elevator. And he's like, no, the elevator are the stairs that move what <laughs> <laughs> exactly and i was like oh god and 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 then and they have such a variation in 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 words and, and everything that still i think that uh right now i think new zealand is, is about to transform into a center because of mm -hmm. these huge things that are happening at the moment you know like a few blocks from uh, like a few of my fellow comedians as well, they were part of the new um, Lord of the Rings show, the one that is going on Amazon. And they were filming literally right outside from my, you know, from my place and everything, uh, all the Lord of the Rings and everything. Um, so I think that that's going to open, you know, a little bit more the doors for people to, to come and Americans to start coming to, to New Zealand as well and, 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 and making it, you know, because um, Peter Jackson he literally just like made a, a, a small 
Hollywood in Wellington. And in Wellington right now, there's a lot of movies that are getting filmed because the cities look very American. They're mm -hmm. using the same situation that happened with Canada a few years ago that a lot of um, film industry went to Canada because it looks like the States. And it's cheaper to film. Yeah. And now New Zealand is way cheaper to film. So people are just decided to, and it's the same technology, you know, like Avatar, the, the, the sequel of Avatar was just filmed here as well. And then we have uh, Taika doing all the Thor movies as well. Uh, so I think right now, people from New Zealand are going to get this shock of all this American stuff coming <laughs> into. And even Americans are learning a little bit more. Because like, for example, for uh, Corey Gonzalez, he told me that his, because he's a writer as well, he's, he, he's right, he writes for a TV show called Wellington Paranormal, uh, which is right now, I think, first place or second place in, in, in the States um, because of the kind of, the, the comedy that I say, when I say British, for me, it's very deadpan kind of comedy, right. comedy you know? And the States, there's not many, well, there's a lot, I'm pretty sure, but uh, the, all the comedians that are very famous from the States. They're not deadpan. You know, that they're more, you know, self-deprecation, you know, they kind of like go into a little bit more <coughs> situation, laugh about it, you know. And New Zealand has a little bit more of a deadpan kind of comedy style. And they love it, man. They really love it. They insanely, I, I've seen so many deadpan comedians here in New Zealand. Uh, not my style. I'll never do a deadpan uh, right. because I, I can't do it. Uh, but... Uh, People love it here. You know, they, they love that kind of style of comedy, uh, very uh, raw, if you want to call it like that, you know. So I don't know. It's, it's going to get interesting, you know. Uh, once this whole COVID situation gets, you know, sorted and everything, man, I I, I obviously want to go to the States and, and do shows over there because I, I think I've, I've, I feel now that I can do it. I, I've been very blessed uh, to be uh, this year, just I, I was part of a, French festival uh, in, in Wellington. And that was an amazing experience, man. Like I'm pretty sure with your 13 years of, 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 of comedy experience, I, I, the, for me, that was my first time. Well, I did, it's so funny, man. I did it in Mexico. My first theater was in Mexico. Oh, wow. No experience, man, at all. The guy that I contact, he thought I was famous. And even the place, this is where it gets really insane, man. There's a, a Mexican comedian in Mexico. He's from Mexicali. He's very famous now. And his name is Ede Rivera. Mm -hmm. He's fat. He's brown. And we share the same fucking name, right? <laughs> That's why I, I, I already had the, the pleasure of meeting him and, and on a podcast interview. And we decided that he will be... Ed Rivera, and I would be Ed Rivera, right? Just just to make it a little bit more different. He doesn't do comedy in English, which I have a little bit of advantage there uh, uh, to do. Uh, but in Spanish, he's very well known, and he's quite famous at the moment in, in, in TikTok and, and Instagram in Mexico. So anyway, long story short, this guy thought I was that guy. And I was looking for an open mic. I wasn't looking for... Because I've never done comedy in Spanish in my life. 
I, yeah. I had three years of experience of comedy in English in New Zealand. And I went to the States. I bombed there. The Nevada show was okay. And then I went straight to Mexico. And then there, I get to the bar where the kind of like comedy bar theater area is. And it's called La Vaca de Troya in Guadalajara, which is a, it's, it's a huge comedy place. There's a lot of Spanish comedians that have been there. You know, like Franco, like, you know, Carlos Vallarta, all these Netflix guys have been in that place. And obviously they fill the place up and, and you know, and it gets quite insane. So the guy's like, oh, yeah, uh, we're going to need uh, your posters and everything. And, and, and I was like, posters? What are you talking about? I, like, I just want to be in the open mic night. And I said, no, I, I gave you a Friday. He gave me a freaking Friday, man. Friday night, 9 p.m., which is the, the stellar night, you know, right. kind of like for comedy. And I was like, dude, I... I was, I was pissing myself, you know, I was like, I, I, I don't know what to do. And my mom told me, like every Mexican mom, you know, she was like, I have already invited all of my friends, your tias or all tios, everybody's going to come and we're going to be there. We already bought our tickets. And I'm like, tickets? This guy was selling a hundred pesos the ticket, which is for me. Never in my life I had been paid for comedy before. You know, I had been doing it for free in, in, in New Zealand all the time. Even big shows, I was like, don't pay me. I just want to get the, the stage time. You know, I don't, I don't care. Don't pay me. I just want to get the stage. Just give me the opportunity to be in the stage, you know? And I, uh, um, which is really funny as well, because in the States, they love that. If you say those words here in New Zealand, they hate that. Yeah, like, no, I, man. I actually won't do it either. Like if, if I have somebody that says, Hey, don't worry about paying me. Everybody gets paid uh, because I do produce a lot of shows. So if, if I have you booked, you're getting paid. That's, <laughs> that's the bottom line. That's cool, man. So anyway, long story short. Yeah. I did a two hour gig, man, two hour stand-up show of Spanish, man. Never in my life. And I did it for two hours, man. And we filled up the place. Half of the place was my family, of course. I'm lucky to have a lot of cousins. Um, <laughs> and and they, they, everybody went. No, everybody was just there. My mom was first row and everything. And, and, and I did it. And I first, I kind of like translated my comedy in English to Spanish. That's what I did, mm -hmm. you know? And I started doing the jokes and people were laughing, but they were not fully laughing. You know, you, you could tell that they were like, okay. And then I say, why am I, because I was still thinking my mindset as I have to be nice. You know, I, I don't have to be offensive to other people. I don't have to be, because that's the New Zealand way, you know, you have to be nice. And then I shut down that button in my brain and I just went off and they were shitting their cell phone. They were laughing harder. And I was like, that's when I realized, oh, so there's a big difference between English, obviously New Zealand comedy, um, to American now to Mexico, and now I came. I I went back to New Zealand, and I a guy contacted me, and he's like, "You want to come to? There's an island called Waiheke here in Auckland. It's literally an island." And he said, "I want to do a Spanish show here for. Uh, there's a lot of Argentinians here, and I want to 
And she said, I can fill you a place with probably 100 or 200 people. And I was like, sure, why not? No, let's do it. You know, I'll, I'll do my jokes in Spanish. You know, I, I already had from all that that I learned in Mexico, I, I brought it to, to New Zealand. And then I started doing my Mexican jokes and they were not laughing that much at the beginning. And I said, nobody knows Mexico. Like this guy's no Argentine. There are 90% of the, of the public was uh, Argentinian. So my jokes were very Mexican. You know, they were like, what the hell? So I said, fuck it. Let's start making fun of the most common one to make fun is about the Chileans because we always joke that they don't speak Spanish. Um, they speak another fucking language we still don't know. And I said, as soon as I said that, they were dying. They were laughing. They were like, oh my God, man, this guy. And I just went full racist for everyone except the Argentinians. And they were just laughing their shit off. You know, even the Chileans that were in the crowd, they were laughing as well because it was quite true. And, and that's given me a wider audience to kind of like learn, you know, like I know that if I go to Chile, I can do a show there and I feel comfortable with it, you know. Um, do you have, and that's where I, my question that's going, do you have something like that? Like I know if I, I'm in Cali, I can do this certain comedy. And, but if I go to, I don't know, certain other part of the States that it's uh, predominant uh, with a different ethnicity or whatever, I do a different set of jokes. Or is it just yourself all around? You know, I just stick to one style. Um, I don't, I don't change it up so much for the, uh, for the audience. They came to see me; they're gonna get me. Um, I did a show, uh, the same show I do at the Hollywood Improv, is the same thing I'll do in Seattle. Or I did a show in uh, where was that? It was Glendale, Arizona, and it was uh, there was no Mexicans in the audience. But well, Arizona, everybody, there's no Mexicans there. Yeah, everybody was uh, everybody was everything but Hispanic, and I was just a feature. Uh, my a buddy of mine brought me along because he said, "Hey, let's go on a road trip. I think it'll be fun." And I was like, ah, "All right, I'll go. Why not? You know, whatever." And uh, it went so well that the uh the promoter was like stretch keep going don't stop and i was like well fuck i already gave him my closer like what do you want me to do <laughs> so and i did so um the same show that you see me do in hollywood is the same thing i'm gonna do in fresno it's the same thing i'm gonna do in seattle in in arizona it's the same thing i did in new york it's the same thing in texas it's you're just you're not gonna get the same show but you're gonna get the same guy um, I'm, I'm always going to just talk about my life and I'm going to ask you about your life. What's the worst heckled you've ever had? That's funny. Um, I have had, uh, I shut that shit down right before, uh, I even, I even get started because I'll go after, uh, somebody that I know is not going to talk shit back and I'll say something just so quick and it hits them so fast. They're like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to fuck with that guy. Uh, I've had people uh, get mad. I've had people walk out of my show. I did. A, I was uh, doing a show at the Laugh Factory in Reno, Nevada. And this fucking dude got so angry with me. Um, 
and he goes, uh, he goes, ah, this fucking guy's being racist up there. I, I'm not a racist comic. Um, I wasn't saying anything. Only thing I had only gotten like two minutes of my material out, but he felt that he wasn't didn't want to see Mexican comedians, and so uh, he wanted. And I was like, there's nothing. I'm I'm only Mexican by name, fucker. Like I don't even fucking I don't even speak Spanish. What are you doing? Um, the worst, but I don't really get heckled. I shut it down. What are you gonna say about me that I haven't already said about me? You're gonna call me fat? I just fucking spent ten minutes on that. You know what are you gonna say that my wife doesn't love me? I just talked about that. You know, like what are you gonna say? There's nothing you can say to me that I've already haven't said. Um, so people really, and I come off as a really nice guy. Like they don't really want to fuck around. Um, I will get people to think they're funnier and then I'll say, okay, then quit your job. Fucking sucking on dicks and fucking go grab an open mic and become a stand-up comic. <laughs> That's what I'm going to tell you. You're not going to take nice. my shine, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. It's a good one. Nice, man. And <laughs> what about? Do you have a, a an area, or do you have a show, or what's your best that you can remember of, or you can think of the best show that you've ever done? It, it's this one's kind of crazy because it's uh, my parents. My parents came from Reno, and uh, I don't know why the fuck they moved up there. I think my dad's running from the law or something. So they, my dad still never really understood what I did. <laughs> um, what he knows was that I was a manager at a supermarket, driving a Cadillac Escalade, living in a very nice house with a swimming pool and all of this stuff. And I let them know that I was quitting my job to that little thing that I've been doing on the side is now going to be my full-time career. Uh, I'm going to quit the TV station for the, uh, for the wrestling. I'm going to stop working at the grocery store. I am going to just drive forward and move to Los Angeles and become a full-time comedian. Uh, being a Mexican, they were not happy with that. Like, no, Gordo, you can't do that. You need to make money, cabrón. So I, I did it. And my dad came to a show. It was my birthday show at Oxnard Levity Live, and we had, there was an overflow audience. We had 500 in the main room. Um, it would be my, mm, no, it was, it was, I was probably my seventh or eighth sellout at that club, because that's my home club. That's where I live. And when I took the stage, I was closing the show out. My dad was right up front. And the place went absolutely bananas. It's my birthday show. Everybody knows how awesome the show is. Um, the place went crazy. I got a standing ovation before I even said anything. And my dad got to see um, what it is that I do. There was, I didn't, I, I didn't stumble. I did a solid 40 minutes and he was blown away. I went to his hotel room the next day. And he said, he looked at me and he said, last night, you, uh, you're still no George Lopez. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> But he told me for the, one of the rare times, he was like, I'm very proud of you. And, and I, to me, that was like, 
the biggest show that I've ever done. Bro, I've done in front of 10,000 people with Paul Rodriguez. I've done theaters with Ralphie May. I have done um, lots of really cool. I got to work with Ralphie May uh, about a year or two before he passed away. Probably the the funniest comic I'd ever seen in my life. Um, I have never, ever, 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 ever heard someone kill that hard. Still haven't to this day. Um, so I got to, I got, I've worked with Ralphie May. I've done all these big things. Um, even the radio interview with George, nothing trumps my parents being in the front row of that comedy club that seats over 500 people um, for them to be there and for them to see my picture and name on the big screen outside. They were, uh, they were blown away. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing out here? Is this is what he's become? Um, now they are very, uh, they're very pro Phil Medina comedy. Nice. Nice. They're very pro. So for me, that was like the biggest thing I could have ever have done. Um, and, and dude, I have done theater shows and theaters and theaters and, and arenas. And I've done these things. Nothing trumps that night that my dad was like, I could feel the ovation in my teeth. They were cheering so hard when you came out that that still is like, that's the greatest night ever for me doing nice. stand-up. Man. You just left yeah. me out of words, man. You just left me out of words, man. Wow, that's ah, I'm so jealous, man. <laughs> no, you know what, brother? It's it, you know what it is. It's it's all a part of your journey, bro. I would love to be in New Zealand, uh, doing stand-up. I mean, it sounds like a beautiful thing, but I do have to know what side is the fucking steering wheel on over there. The wrong side. <laughs> I ain't going. Fuck it. <laughs> it's so funny man because uh my my wife never drove uh, in mexico before right so she learned to drive here in new zealand right oh <laughs> and when we went back the first time to mexico um we i had one of the best laugh in my life because um she's she's one of those girls that never left her house you know she was uh, right house girl you know never traveled to another country and then i brought her all the way to fucking new zealand so for her it was her first experience ever you know living in a different country she didn't speak english still to the date she still she still struggles and so anyway long story short uh she got used to driving here she drove she drives everywhere you know blah 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 and then we go back to mexico and i get I, we got a rental <laughs> And obviously I was driving, right? Because I drove before in Mexico and I still have my, my driver's license from, from, from Mexico and everything. And I remember the first turn that I did, she started screaming at me like, you're in the wrong way. We're gonna crash. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? This is the right side. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. And then she kind of like blacked out for like five minutes, just like looking at the cars and looking at it. And she's like, I'm not ever going to drive here ever again. I can't. It's just impossible. And it, you get really used to it. You know, you get really used to driving on, on, on this side that every time we go back and we struggle, man, we struggle so much, man. It's so hard. It's so hard. Why, why is that even a thing? 
Put the fucking steering wheel on the left. On the left, New Zealand. On the left. <laughs> I don't know, man. And and and, 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 it, and it's it's it, it messes with your brain so much because even the wipers are on the other side, man. Oh. So every time I was trying to turn right or to you know to put my my blinkers on, I would turn on the wipers. <laughs> And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Every single, for at least for a week, I was doing that all day. You know, it was so hard, man, to get used to the driving thing. And and I don't know. They're, they're just too British, man. They, they, they hate to admit that, but it's just too British. You know, they, they, they're really, really British in, in this area, you know. And, and, and I live in the biggest city because Wellington is the capital, but Auckland is the biggest city of all. So right. we have the biggest population here and, 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 and obviously you get the highway, you get it. Well, here they don't call it the highway. Here's the motorway. Oh. So. Well, do you guys have like Walmart and Target and all that stuff too? Target, what here's the mean? best thing, man. Target is a furniture store here. Oh, really? Just furniture. Okay, but it's not like our Target in the United States, right? It's a yeah, different it's company. Same. It's the same oh, really? company. Yeah, yeah, it's the same company. I got so excited when I, they were opening. I was like, fuck yeah, we got a target. You're like, I need calzones. Thank yeah, man. Finally. Nothing. Uh, no, just furniture, beds and and beds and, and and like living rooms. And that's it. Well, well, you guys have Wool's, Woolworths there, right? No, we got uh it's they're they're the two biggest ones is one that is called Countdown. And food for less. No, <laughs> not even. <laughs> pack and, and save. Pack and save. Pack and save is, uh, we have it here. Uh, we don't have it here. They're very, very, there's just a couple of them. It's like a subsidiary of Bond's grocery store. Uh, there's a pack and save in my hometown. Yeah. And when I saw you post something about pack and save, I was like, no fucking way. And so, so I looked and I was like, nah, it's fucking different. Yeah, man. <laughs> we, 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 don't, we don't have Walmart. We, we don't, bro, you know what I miss? A good burger. Oh yeah, that's yeah. It's I don't know, dude. I'm all about. I I'm not eating fast food anymore because everyone's all about fucking up your order. Uh, I don't know why you're not getting a good burger out there, but uh, make it yourself. It's the same shit. There's there's like McDonald's here tastes this weird, man. Everything really right. KFC, man. Here, they every time that every, people here love like especially Polynesians, they love KFC, man. They, right. they love K, like they, they're crazy about KFC. First time I went, I was like, they don't even have the crunchy recipe here, man. They're just the original, okay with that. the original recipe, which is okay. I don't like the crunchy one. Yeah, I like the original shit. The original, it's okay. Like, I don't have any problems with it, but it tastes here. They put sugar to everything, man. Oh, no. Everything no. is sweet, man. Even pickles, man. I've had the worst experience in my life. The worst experience in my life trying to buy the right freaking pickles. Because I, I ended up buying like a hundred types of pickles till I realized there's no pickles like the States. I only have to go to the American store and buy the real pickles. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's an American store? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's an American. It's so funny, man, because it's called, it's called Martha's Backyard. <laughs> that sounds like a porno <laughs> but it, 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 I, I was the first day I was there I was just laughing my ass off man because I got there you got the American flag you know there's it's all you know 
the blue, the the white, the red, you know, the, the stars and everything, really American at the outside and everything. I go inside and then at the very far corner at the bottom, I see a Mexican flag upside down. <laughs> and I look at it and I'm like, okay, why there's a Mexican flag down there? And I asked the, the cleric at the, at the front part and I said, hey, do you know that the Mexican flag is upside down? Might be disrespectful. I don't care, but might be disrespectful. Oh no, sir, we'll go and change it straight away. And they went and changed it. And I got made myself around. And literally everything that you get, you 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 miss from the stage, mm-hmm. they kind of send it here, but not so much. So uh, you get a few right. stuff. And then the, that small corner right where the flag was, they had the Mexican thing. So they had a little bit of, uh, of tapatio sauce and a little bit of, of Valentina and a few tortillas and this and that. But it was just a, just a shelf, you know, just a small shelf. And I was like, oh. Tapatio sauce is like an American thing. <laughs> it's, nah, not a, is, it's not in Mexico. Here is right? super Mexican, man. Yeah. Super Mexican. For them, it's like yeah. the best Mexican thing in the world. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so don't even get me started with tacos, man. Tacos. You know how much Taco Bell cost here? They just opened it at Taco Bell uh, two years ago. First Taco Bell they opened here. I'm not a big fan of Taco Bell, honestly. I have to say it. Uh, I obviously prefer the real tacos because I'm, I'm not American. I'm Mexican. So I obviously, right. for us, it's just weird Taco Bell. But anyway, I went for Taco Bell. Just one taco, man, would cost you $10. $10 American? No, 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 New Zealand. So that would be $7 American. That's ridiculous. No, for a shitty taco? Fuck you guys. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, I was like looking at the prices and everything. I was like, shit, this is very expensive. So I said, all right, well, I'll just get the, you know, the the, talo, the taco and, and, and the quesadilla and everything, you know, and, and I end up paying like 40 something dollars. No. <laughs> when I saw the, the, the amount, I was like, am I getting something else or something like that? I was like, no, no, that's the price. I was like, shit, and I pay for it, and it tastes sweet. Oh, Everything here in New Zealand, they put sugar. Like, literally, every time you go to buy something that is salty, you look at it, and if you read the ingredients, it has sugar. Everything, man. Why? I still don't understand why it has. Maybe that's why the Polynesians are so big. I still don't understand. Like, literally, that's one of the things that I, we, like, I'm a big fan. Like I said, the pickle story, man, it was, uh, like, literally, I had, like, 10 different jars of, like, literally, there's 10 different types of pickle here in New Zealand, and none of them taste like the pickles in the States. So I had to, if I want a pickle, I have to go to the American store and buy them there. That is wild, bro. That's that sad. I'll send you. I'll send you some pickles. Oh man, please, bro! <laughs> everything, man. Literally, everything here is is, is is weird, man. Everything is really weird. The most famous dish here is the ch- fish and chips. You know, the fish and chips, which is obviously the British one. Um, and I was very excited the first time that I, I you know, started hanging out with the Polynesians a lot because most of the construction workers are Polynesians. Mm-hmm. So. New Zealand is obviously an island, right? So they have a lot of fish, a lot of, you know, like a lot of clams, shells, oysters, lobster, you know, all the fish that you can think of. So you will think 
they must have a very delicious cuisine with the food, you know, because they have such a, a rich and, 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 and variated product, you know, for, 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 for the seafood. Right. And one of the things that the boys love to eat a lot is the oysters or mussels, whatever you want to call it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I remember the first time they told me, oh, bro, we're going to eat some mussels and this and that. And then and I was like, oh, perfect. So I, they told me, just just come today and we'll grab some beers and we'll have some mussels. And I was like, sounds like a deal to me. But I got used to that every day, everywhere that I go, I carry my bottle of Valentina. You know, I, I carry my chili bottle. You know, if it's not Valentina, it has to be Tabasco. If it's not Tabasco, it has to be something with chili. You know, I always carry right. it with me. But because they said seafood, I was like, oh, probably they might not have. So I went and bought some limes here are a jewel man they are so expensive a kilo of limes cost 33 dollars man <laughs> so you buy lemons which is a, the yellow one which is <clears throat> kind of sweet not as sour as the you know the limon that we have in mexico so anyway i bought a few limes you know i went with my valentina sauce and everything and these guys get all the mussels on the table And they start eating it like that. And I was like, you don't put a little bit of salt or lime or something in it? It's like, no, bro, just like that, like that's creamy, creamy. <laughs> like, okay. I tasted one and I was like, oh, I, and it's, and it's, you know, it is something. So I pull out my Valentina, put out the lime, put out, pull out the salt, and I started making it myself, you know, preparing it, just the basic stuff. And then we're like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh. Try him with this. Mm-hmm. You know, just try him with this. They went nuts, man. They were like, what is this, bro? What is this? And I'm like, is it too spicy? No, man. This is the most delicious thing I've ever tried in my life. What is it? And they were grabbing the bottle like if it was like pure gold. You know, they're like, what is that? And I was like, that's just chili, man, from my hometown. And they're like, bro, we need to buy more of these. Oh, my God wow 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 and i'm like so all of your life you're eating mussels just like that yeah no bro oh they don't even know there's no buffets here i don't know how there's fat people here there's no buffets man there's <laughs> only two freaking buffets here they're the chinese food are not buffets really They're like restaurants and you go and you order from, from the menu. There's no buffets here, man. I miss a good buffet. Oh, man, I miss them so much. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh. Like, it's a, even Dennis sucks, man, here. Oh, you guys have that there? There's a Dennis, man. I got, I got really like, oh, man, I need some pancakes. You know, I, I need to eat my pancakes. Yeah, nah. no, that's not good. No, nah, man, like literally the food here. The only thing that I could say New Zealand has insanely good, man, that we do not have in that part of the world is pies. Okay. Pies here are, wow, man, they're, they're mind-blowing. They're literally so good, man. Like, that, oh, they're loaded in sugar. 
<laughs> no, 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 sour pies, like, like, like with memes and meat and. Oh, and... really? <laughs> oh no! Yeah, when they first told me, it was like, oh man, you should try a pie, and I was like, oh, I'll have an apple pie. And they're like, <laughs> they looked at me like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? No, 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 try the curry one. Like, curry pie? Curry like Indian? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, butter chicken, bro. <laughs> no. I was like, okay, oh, bro, it's, it's insanely good. Like, literally, that's the only thing that I could say. Like, oh, man, literally, the pies here in New Zealand are <clears throat> bomb, bomb. Yeah, that's that's wild for me, bro. Yeah, man, but, <laughs> you, like, definitely, man, whenever this whole thing, like, my plan is hopefully go soon to the States as well. So either way, man, whatever comes up, because this government right now, we're, we're literally locked down at the moment. So there's nothing coming out, coming out. We right. just got the Delta variant uh, a month ago. We just got it, and they closed again everything. So hopefully everything they they were they're trying to get the whole country vaccinated now as much as uh, the, the 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 thing is that because they closed everything, no planes are coming in. There's not much mm-hmm. you know a lot of things uh, going in and going out. So the vaccines are taking a while to arrive to New Zealand, but. I've been vaccinated as well. I'm, I'm going actually for my second uh, dose uh, on the weekend. Um, but the, the plan is that as soon as they start opening everything again, man, I, I, either I go to the States or if you come here, there's a lot of places where you can perform in and, and, and do your art. And I'm pretty sure lots of people would love to see, you know, fresh comedy. And, and, and it's such a cool thing that, people here really support comedy like like the the industry it's 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 very new there's a lot of names that need to be heard of because um i think like obviously there's a few big names out and about but they they tend to go to to british you know they they Mm -hmm. they they don't go to america they go to 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 england most most of the comedians uh, I think one of the most famous ones uh, at the moment here in New Zealand is, uh, I don't know if you heard his name, Reese Darby. No, I haven't. Um, he was in a movie with Jim Carrey. Um, have you ever seen that movie? It's called uh, Yes Man. Jim Carrey, Yes Man. You know, you know and this is going to sound so funny. You know, I'm not a big fan of watching stand-up comedy. And I'm not a big fan of watching stand-up, uh, watching comedy movies. I'm more of like, uh, I love sports. I love American football. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. 49ers, bro. Sorry. Oh, fuck. I love, uh, <laughs> I love documentaries and I love mafia movies. I'm not okay. a big fan of a uh, stand-up comedy or so. If, if if they're not somebody like that's in my wheelhouse of 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 stand-up, like I'm a big George Lopez fan. I love Bill Burr. I love, uh, I love, uh, uh, rest uh, in peace, Norm, Norm McDonald, who passed away uh, today. You're um, saying the I'm, big, those are the huge names, man. Those are, those yeah, are those, huge names, man. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Chris Rock. I'm a fan of Kevin Hart. I am a fan of, but when it comes down to the, that next level, um, I'm not really, I don't really watch. I don't really watch because I am, um, I never want to sound like my buddy or a friend. I never want to sound like anybody. So uh, people ask me, hey, did you watch my set? You know what, dude? I was eating fucking clams with no uh, 
no hot sauce in the back. I didn't <laughs> see your set. Um, so I'm not, um, I'm not very well versed on a lot of comedians out there, but uh, that's, that's one thing that if I can give you one more piece of advice before we go is uh, any comic that's in New Zealand right now watching this um, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane because in your lane, there's nobody in front of you. That, that mountaintop that you're trying to get to is wide open. Now, when you go into this lane or this lane or this lane that's not your lane, you're always going to be behind the person you're trying to catch. Stay in your lane, work your ass off, and you will be successful. And that's one of the reasons why I don't watch other comedians, why I don't do uh, I never do open mics. I, I write my own stuff. And if I think it sounds funny, then I'll do it from there. But that's my last piece of advice. My computer is going to die. Yeah, it's so, all right, man. We were about to wrap it up. We were about to wrap it up, actually. But that's the but, best piece of advice I can give all you guys. And that's, one last that's thing. That's insane, man. I want, you guys, I want you specifically, as soon as everything opens back up, I'm personally inviting you to do one of my shows at the Improvs or at the Laugh Factory, wherever I'm doing them. You've got you've got a spot there. Thanks Everybody so in New Zealand, follow me, Comic Phil Medina on Instagram. I'm trying to fuck with TikTok, but I'm afraid I'm gonna put a dick pick up. So that's <laughs> all I have to say about that, brother. You're the best. Hit me Thank up. You so much, Thank you, you so much, man. Pickles. Thank you. Oh man, please do, please do. <laughs> all right, brother. Thank Talk you so you much, soon. man. Have yourself a good day. Thank you. Later, brother. Cheers, man.